Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. And maybe you're in the fog of some difficulty and you know that God, I mean, I just keep coming back to it. God has got this amazing mission for you. He wants you to shine light into darkness. He wants you to bring love into places of hate. He's wanting you to serve the selfish. He's wanting you to care for your neighbors. He's wanting you to do these things. He's wanting you to pour into your children, into your grandchildren. But we can have such difficulty at times coming against us that we lose sight of that mission. We can't see the shore of where God is leading us. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. It has been said that God always wants to take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. But in order for that to happen, there must be a breakthrough. That godly breakthrough will always take you to a better place and make you more of the person God created you to be. Is that the kind of breakthrough you desire in your life? Do you desire a godly breakthrough in your marriage, in your finances, in your faith, or in some other area of your life? The hope of this series of sermons is that you will experience God's breakthrough in all of the areas of your life that are falling short. His breakthrough often won't bring what we want. Instead, it will bring better than we could ever imagine. Our prayer is through this series, you will be able to experience a breakthrough that takes you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Please enjoy the message. He gets off mission. God had a purpose for his life to do some incredible things. And instead, he drifts off into enemy territory. And how did he get there? Well, the second place that, the second way that he made a wrong turn is he turned to himself. Did you hear what he said? I, 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 I will do this. I, I've got it figured out. Saul is going to take my life. He's not talking to anyone. He's not praying about this like he did before. He's advising himself. Look, at what, look, at, look back through his life here. When David first encountered the Philistines, a challenging situation, what did he do? He inquired of the Lord. When David felt outmatched against his enemy, what did he do? He inquired of the Lord. When David was attacked by the Amalekites, he inquired of the Lord. And even later, when he finally breaks through from this situation, after Saul dies, he inquires of the Lord. But in this scenario... He doesn't do that. In this situation, he doesn't inquire of God. Instead, he leans into himself and leans into his own wisdom. And what does he tell himself? Sooner or later, that same verse we read from the message, he says, Saul's going to get me. The best thing I can do is escape to Philistine country. Saul will count me as a lost cause and quit hunting me down in every nook and cranny of Israel. I'll be out of his reach for good. In other words, what we see there is our life follows our thoughts. If you want to know like how you're going to live, often it can be traced back to the way you're thinking. And either your thinking is going to be informed, my thinking is informed by the Lord, that he has called us out to be a separate people, those who believe in Jesus. And you're called to do incredible things for the Lord. But if you're walking into every situation and thinking people are against you, guess what? That's going to probably happen. Because you're going to do some things, you're going to say some things, you're going to present yourself in such a way that it's going to seem like they're against you. Your life follows your thoughts, but when you walk into those situations and you're saying, God, how can I love these people? How can I serve someone here? Because now it's not about you, you're dying to yourself, you're thinking like that, and your life follows 
your thoughts. And where else does he go wrong? Well, he goes to Philistine country. He finds relief from his enemy. That he goes to Goliath's backyard, Satan's pasture, and it's there that he finds a little bit of relief. Hiding out with the enemy will bring some temporary relief. What do I mean by that? Well, he finds it for a short time, but here's how it applies to us. You cast aside the diet, you'll be satisfied for a moment. You won't have those hunger pains. You splurge at the department store, you'll feel good for a period. Stop resisting alcohol and you'll laugh for a while. Move out on your spouse, you'll relax for a time. Indulge in porn and you'll be entertained for a season. That in these particular moments, you can have relief for a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, a few months, but inevitably loneliness will find you again. Guilt and shame will be there for sure. You will never find peace with your enemy. And that's exactly what David found out. There is a way of life that looks harmless enough, the Bible tells us. Look again, though. You might find a bit of relief for a moment, but it will lead you straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time, but all that laughter will end in heartbreak. And what is the progression of David that led him to that crossroads where he, where he made that wrong turn to head off into the Philistine country? As we're going to find, he aligns himself with King Achish there. What was the progression? Maybe this is a progression that you can relate to. He got worn out. When do you make the worst decisions? For me, it's often when I'm tired. It's when I'm worn out. It's in those moments I probably should not be as confident in my own discernment as I at times am. He got worn out and then he decided to get out and then he sold out as he aligns with this king. And that sellout moment is when you sit down and you sign those divorce papers. When you begin to align yourself with a different group of friends after you've gotten out of maybe a healthy group of friends, but you just didn't like, the, you didn't like what the path that they had you on. It was a little too uncomfortable for you. And maybe it was the path that God wanted you, wanted you to be on, but you're selling out. You're getting out of there. You're gonna go with some other people. You're gonna go down a different route to where you're selling out. Maybe God has provided something for you, a workplace environment for you that's a good workplace, but maybe the money isn't quite what you want, so you're going after something a little bit more lucrative, maybe a little bit more stressing on your family, doesn't always quite work out like that. More often than not, I found that it doesn't work out like that. And that's exactly what David is going to find out. As everything is this wave of, of, of inconvenience and challenges coming against him, he leaves, he goes into Philistine country, and it's there that he goes to King Achish, and he's wanting to make an agreement, an arrangement with this king of the Philistines. And this is what he says to him. He says, give me a place in one of the cities in the country that I may live there. For why should your servant? And so now he is serving the enemy. And that's how it goes. When we sell out, we start to serve the enemy. In the royal city with you, he says. And the king sees some of the wisdom and what it is that he's saying. He says, okay, I'm gonna give you a city. It's Ziklag. So you go to Ziklag, your people can be there. But here's, but here's the catch you need to start fighting against the Israelites. And then I want their plunder back. I want your plunder back that you get from them. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. 
Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. Well, David thinks through this a little bit, and instead of going after the Israelites, he goes after other people groups that are allies of the Philistines, and he brings the plunder back to the king. This is what the text tells us. Now, David, as they're living in Ziklag now, is going out, and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites, and Parasites, and Mosquito Bites, and, but not the Israelites, Whenever David attacked an area, he did not leave a man or a woman alive. But he took sheep and cattle and donkeys and camels and clothes, and then he returned to Kish. This isn't really a, a, a good season of David's life. For these 16 months that he's in Philistines, there are no psalms recorded. The harp is silent. His heart is growing cold. Men are dying. Women are dying. Children are dying. Because if anyone's left alive, they might get back to a kish and tell him what it is that's going on, that David isn't actually fighting the Israelites. And so the worst thing for David happens. The Philistines declare war on the Israelites, and now he is brought to a place where he has to choose who is he going to align himself with. And he aligns himself with the Philistines. And he goes out to war with the Philistines against the Israelites. And we don't really know what David was thinking. We don't really understand why exactly he made this decision. But the generals of the Philistines see David coming with his men. The women and children have been left behind at Ziklag. They see him coming and they say, that guy can't go to battle with us. If he goes to battle with us, then he's going to turn on us in the middle of the war, in the middle of the battle, and we aren't going to see it coming. This is what it says. The Philistine commanders were angry with the Kish and said, send David back that he may return to the place you assigned him. He must not go with us into battle or he will turn against us during the fighting how better could he regain his master's favor than by taking the heads of our own men and Akish sees the wisdom and what it is that his commanders are saying and he sends David back to Ziklag but what happens when he gets back he finds that the Amalekites had raided the village and all of their women all of the women all the children have been taken away. And the men are left having been seen as fugitives from the Israelites, rejected by the Philistines, raided by the Amalekites. And what do they do? So David and his men wept aloud 
until they had no strength left to weep. When you allow the slump to get the best of you, and you start aligning yourself with the enemy, and you start going your own way, and you stop seeking wise counsel, you stop seeking the Lord, your decisions will affect you. We know that. But they will also affect those that are around you. And in this case, all of their children and all of their wives have been taken away. About a week and a half ago, this man passed away, Bernie Madoff, of renal kidney failure. If you're If you're not familiar with his story, several years ago, he led the largest Ponzi scheme in the history of the world, as far as we know. $20 billion he cheated people out of, but that's a low estimate. It's probably in the range of $70 billion. As far as we know, his family never knew what was going on. But in the course of ruining so many other people's lives, he also ruined his own families as well. His wife, after he was arrested, would be sent off into hiding. She would spend the last 15 years of her life barely able to go out in public. His son, two years to the anniversary of him being arrested, would hang himself. His other son would die of cancer within a few years of his arrest, stating that it was the stress and anxiety and pressure put upon him and fearing for his life that he felt like the cancer began to began to grow inside of him and ultimately would take him out. My point is that his decisions didn't just affect him. It affected everyone around him. And when that happens, people aren't thinking straight. And the men around David weren't thinking straight. And David was greatly distressed. Why? Because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his son's and his daughters. And it's at this place that, he, that a decision has to be made. What are you going to do? How are you going to turn this thing around? And it's often in this kind of a slump, whenever you're at your lowest, that you can make bad decisions. Max Lucado says it this way, a slump in life can become the petri dish of bad decisions, the incubator of wrong turns, the assembly line of regretful moves. And so what do we learn from David and how we're going to avoid that? And most of his story that we've just ran through is down, 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 down. And we're going to get out of it in a moment. But where did he go wrong? We've kind of already touched on it. But you've got to be quick to pray. You've got to be quick to pray. David, in his best moments, inquired of the Lord, inquired of the Lord, inquired of the Lord, inquired of the Lord. But when you have those burdens on you, often there can be a tendency to make prayer the last resort. It is the last thing that we go to. Go to. But the Bible says, seek first his kingdom. And maybe that's what you need to do right now. Maybe you're desiring some sort of a breakthrough. You're trying to get out of that valley. you got to be quick to pray. Because that burden you're carrying is too heavy for you to carry. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. And the amazing thing about God is, is that even though these things may be wearing us out, it'll never wear him out. Because God is never downcast and he never tires of our down days. When Jesus ascended unto heaven and the Christian religion was a seemingly outlawed at this point, these followers of Jesus, the few of them that were there, were being pursued. 
And so where do we find them? Are they hunkered up in a basement coming up with a strategy to overtake the city of Jerusalem? No, they're not in a basement. Instead, they're in an upper room. And it's there that they all join together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, mother of Jesus, and with all of his brothers. Because they knew that it, with, with the situation that was before them, that they needed to be quick to get God involved for that situation to resolve itself. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, We wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. The second thing that we need to do is seek wise counsel. Because there's a tendency for us that in the midst of maybe those negative thoughts, those negative thought loops that we can have in our head, that we get drawn to the people that are going to affirm what it is that we want to do. But here's what we see is that slumping people love slumping people. Hurting people hang with hurting people. And you can't go to these kind of people. you got to break out of it because you're in the midst of all sorts of emotions that you may not be able to fully understand or pu- fully be able to put words to. You can go to the scriptures and you see there like, okay, God's got this life for me, but I don't know how to get to that place. And so you seek out people who are outside of the emotion and they offer you wise counsel. Refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel, the Bible says, and watch them succeed. And that's what David should have done, but he didn't do it. And the last thing is this. It's really the only thing he gets right, is don't give up. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it, sadly, on the backside of a major decision that gets placed, that takes place years later down the road. They wish they could go back. They wish they wouldn't have given up. They wish they would have made a different choice, but they just didn't. Let me illustrate it for you this way. There's this woman named Floris Chadwick, and she was desiring in 1952 to swim the, swim the Catalina Channel. Have any of you ever been to Catalina Island? It is beautiful. I've been there once. If you haven't been there, you've got to get there. It's wonderful. It takes an hour and a half to get there, though. I don't know how this woman was thinking she was going to swim that. In the Pacific Ocean, the cold water and the waves beating up against her, but she desires to do it. Well, the thing about this, the, cat, the thing about the Catalina Channel is that it can become very foggy, especially as you get near land, and you can't really see 
what's ahead of you? Well, in her case, she had been swimming for several hours to try to cross this channel, and the boats were with her, and she was just begging to get taken out of the water. She was, she was just begging the people there to pull her up. Her body was cramping. She was hungry. She was tired. She was cold. And she's saying, get me out of this water. They resisted for a time, but eventually there came a point in which they pulled her out of the water. And then the boat, you know where it's going, moved forward. Moved forward just a few more minutes. It broke through the fog. And there about a half a mile ahead of her was the shore of Catalina Island. And she said to her, she said after that, she said, if I would have seen the shore, I would have kept swimming. And maybe you're in the fog of some difficulty. And you know that God, I mean, I just keep coming back to it. God has got this amazing mission for you. He wants you to shine light into darkness. He wants you to bring love into places of hate. He's wanting you to serve the selfish. He's wanting you to care for your neighbors. He's wanting you to do these things. He's wanting you to pour into your children, into your grandchildren. But we can have such difficulty at times coming against us that we lose sight of that mission. We can't see the shore of where God is leading us. In her case, two months later, she would get into the water and she would face equally foggy conditions. But she said in her mind... She kept the thought of that shoreline there. She had the visualization of that shore constantly as she swam for hours from California to Catalina Island, never losing sight of what was in her mind, never losing sight of where she knew she could get to, even in spite of the difficulty she faced with that swim. And friends, here's what I'm trying to say is, God is painting this wonderful picture for you. It's, it's of a world that you are bringing his kingdom into, it's of a world that you're shining light into. It's of a world in which they're, that you're not bringing hate and resentment and anger, but you're bringing love and joy and peace and patience all into these situations as you're in step with him. But Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And in this moment in which David's at his lowest, David found strength in the Lord as God. And it's in that moment that there is a breakthrough that takes place and his life turns around after 16 months of being off in the wilderness. And every week we take a moment called communion in which we remember, even if we didn't realize it, that there was a fog, that there was a separation between God and us. And we needed Jesus' sacrifice to reconnect us with the Lord. That there was a gap there, that there was a separation there, that there was sin there, that we had taken a wrong turn. But with Jesus, there can be grace and there can be mercy and there can be compassion to get us onto the right path. And no matter the slump that was against us, that because of Christ, we can have a hope in this world. And so we remember that sacrifice that he made for us every week with the juice that represents his body, represents his blood, and the cracker that represents his body. And in this time of communion, we remember that God has given us a pathway, a roadway, an opportunity to have a true breakthrough with him if we're willing to seek him. 
and to seek him quickly. And so here in a moment, we're gonna have this time of communion. Our team is gonna lead us in worship and they're gonna remind us of the reckless love that God has for us. And as we think of the love that God has for us, if you need to pray with any of the leadership here at the church, we'll have a few elders off to the side and they'd be happy to pray with you as you respond. But at the end of this time of communion, we wanna invite you to stand, to sing and to worship and to recognize the love that God has shown us in Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do come before you and there undoubtedly is difficulty coming against many of us. But even in spite of that difficulty that is coming against us, Lord, help us to remember there's always hope in your son. And we need only look to the cross to realize that, that even in spite of his death, Lord, there was a resurrection. And even in spite of Father, all that was against him, Father, that you were for us in him. And Lord, that even though others may be against us, the world may be against us, Lord, we know that you are for us and you have overcome this world. And so in this moment, help us to remember that, to break through on that by the love that you've displayed us in Jesus Christ. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Hall, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.